Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome to this week's pod. Uh, we've got a, uh, a guest here today, Chelsea fan, uh, Chris, weirdly, uh, and he's also Scottish. Uh, welcome to the channel, mate. How are you? Well, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, hope you're good, Jono, and uh, boom. Thanks for having me on the Football Nation podcast. Yeah, it's a pleasure to make my debut in the last minute. Yeah, thanks for jumping in last minute. Mass, really appreciated as well. Um, so this week we will be talking about... Uh, Run, uh, running around the leagues, seeing how teams are doing around around the world, and then what a week for sackings! Obviously, last week you had you had um, uh, uh, Spurs sacking uh, to, uh, uh, Conte. Conte. Uh, this week, Chelsea have sacked Potter. Uh, Leicester have sacked Rogers. Rumors of, of sackings at Forest. It's gone mental. So that's what we're talking about this week. We'll catch you in a second. Hey guys, welcome to the channel. Uh, how are you, Boom? Welcome. I'm good, I'm good. Yep, and as I said, we have a special guest in Chris today. So we are going to get started and I'm going to pass it over straight to you, Mr. Boom, for Everton 1, Spurs 1, red card to both teams. Uh, Spurs not getting that managerial bounce after sun- sacking Conte. Um, very poor. They got they got the pen, good pen by Kane, but I think Everton were a better team. What do you think, Boom? Oh, they were. Everton just were very naive and stupid to be. They fell for Harry Kane's trap of he wanted to get uh, fouled there in the face. He's asking for it, and the core fell for it, suck line and sinker, and got himself sent off. And then, unfortunately, Kane gives away a pen. Yeah, but then he redeemed himself by scoring a lady. What a goal! What a, what a goal by Keane! Did you both exactly. see it? What a quality, goal. quality goal! Yeah, the last person yeah. you expect to be scoring a goal like that. Um, yeah, Beautiful, what a goal! Beautiful man, Keane he is. Ex, yeah. ex United player. He's just helping us out in the top four race. The end on equalizer. 
we'll we'll touch on Spurs and the disaster in a minute. But do we think Everton have enough under um, uh, the new manager to stay up? Yeah, I think they do. I think I think they. Sh- um, I, I thought when they got rid of Lampard, um, I thought that he was the right man for them. I think that this whole myth about him playing, you know, as you, I said to you guys backstage, that I don't really care about this style of play. All you get, all, all is about is results. And I think Dyche gets that spot on. And this myth about him being boring, but he knows how to get the team set up. Exactly. He knows how to make them defensively solid. And for me, I think that, yeah, I think it'll be fine. But I just think that next season, they need to massively invest. I mean, they can't be having three seasons. Like, a size of Everton. They cannot be having three seasons when it's just... I think just... the only problem is they've got this over their head about a potential points deduction as well and financial fair play regulations. Yeah. Um, so I hope that... I hope they don't I've, go I've down. always, I've always said John Dyche, when he came in, was like, he's the type of man that would do enough just to keep you up. He, yeah. That's his style of football. He gets enough. I think what I know he got rather gay with Burnley last year, but the most I think he's so, everyone on this podcast can't talk enough of Sean Dyche. We've loved him since since the original podcast started. We've always loved Sean Dyche and what he did at Burnley. And I think I think he'll I think he'll as long as they don't get a points deduction, which will be it'll be out of his hands if they do. Uh, I think they'll stay up. Well, I think the fact as well as well with Sean Dyche as well. I think a lot of people forget he got Burnley. Football, we all due respect to Burnley. Come on, you got Burnley Football Club, Europa League football. I mean, exactly. that's mad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, if we have uh, anything else to add on that game, boys, I before just, we, I want to, yeah, I want to touch on the thing about Kane. Now, I see Everton fans saying that Kane was whatever, what you know, a disgrace, or whatever they want to say. For me, I think Everton fans have short memories because I think they forget a certain player called Richarlison spent the majority of his Everton career rolling about the floor like he's been shot. And for me... Yeah, that's what I said. Kane, Kane played the game. He set a trap and they went for it up the line and sinker. It was a trap. Exactly. And this is the thing about football. I think the Cody... Look, he's gave Kane the, the advantage. Kane's played to the advantage. He's got Spurs, in my opinion, an undeserved point. But at the same time... If that was, as I say, with Charleston still playing for Everton, Everton fans wouldn't be moaning. So it's like, you've got to suck it up. That's just football. People are going to yeah. take advantage. Where would Spurs be this season without Kane? They wouldn't be in the top 10. No. I mean, you know, the, who else would they rely on? Son? He's been horrendous this season, so... Yeah, I don't yeah. know what's happened to Son. He's been so... How poor. many goals has Kane got? 21 goals, is it? Yeah. I think. Yeah, they wouldn't be anywhere near it. Yeah. I think I, I, we all, I think we all agree that he will leave in the summer. And um, is he my first choice for United? I've, I openly said that I want Ozerman, but I, I'd definitely take Kane. And I think I think we will do it because I, I, cause I, cause I see we need the players we signed last summer as well. We need that English quota because um, if you look at our starting like what you think our starting level will be, especially if we're losing Harry, uh, selling Harry Maguire and potentially Wan Bissaka as well. I think we need that homegrown talent. So I think I think they will make that move for Harry Kane. What do you think, Boom? No, yeah, I just think it's inevitable. Uh what about you, Chris? Well we're both in the same boat. I would um take Kane in a heartbeat Chelsea. I mean we need a proper striker. 
Um, and I think if the owners are smart enough, they could easily use Lukaku in the leverage for that deal. I said oh, yeah. that when it would be perfect if Conte was still there because Conte loves Lukaku, Lukaku loves Conte, Kane wants to leave, Lukaku doesn't want to be Chelsea. It would work for both parties. Now with Conte not there, I don't know if that would happen, but I think that with Lukaku still on Chelsea's books, I think a swap deal could easily be done. But I think his likely destination, because I don't think we'll go on for Kane, is probably Man United. And I think this summer he needs to go. Because this is his yeah, only time. He's wasted too many seasons of, oh, I want to be loyal to Spurs. Well, you're sticking with a club and that are bottles. You know, they're bottle jokes. And he's, he's been he's been believed false promises all this time. Like each 100%. Time, oh, we got you, Jose. He's definitely going to win you your first trophy. <laughs> now we got you, Conte. He's definitely going to win you. Exactly. And now yeah, they're I bringing don't... back Pochettino, apparently. So, Yeah. I, I think Pochettino is the only one who could make him stay. Because their relationship before, I think if they bring anyone else in, it's gone. Well, you know what? Then Kane will officially go. If that's the case, Kane will officially go down as the best player to ever win a trophy. That's a fact. If he stays. Oh yeah, hundred uh, percent. Um, yeah, I think we've covered that. Who? Uh, before we move on, who do we? If rumours believe that, I think the long-term target for Chelsea is um, to. Uh, 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 Nagelsmann or Enrique. So if Nagelsmann did go to um, Chelsea after Lampard, potentially, which we'll meet, we'll talk about that later. But do we think who do we think goes to Spurs now? Because I think they're looking the sim- similar to Ch- um, before that when they appointed uh, uh, before Jose, where they just approached like loads of managers, and they, they, I don't think they've got a plan what to do. Um... Look, yeah, I mean, whether it's Nagelsmann or Enrique, it's going to be between one of those two. I think with Spurs, I think Nagelsmann won't go there. I don't think Nagelsmann would, and I don't think Enrique would go there. So I think those, even if, let's say we get Enrique, Nagelsmann's not going to go Spurs. If we get Nagelsmann, Enrique's not going to go Spurs. So for us with Spurs, they might as well go, they like like signing ex-Chelsea managers, go for Potter. I think that'd be it. If, if if it's a project, which we'll talk about later with Potter and what happened, but I think if it's a project and you give him time, I think that would make a point be a good appointment. But would Spurs give him that that time? But it's probably going to be Pochettino, I reckon. Yeah, I agree. I reckon Poch goes back. What do you think, Boom? I could see both scenarios. I could see them going for Potter, knowing their previous ones, but I also think that will uh, end in disaster. <laughs> I I also think Pochettino is not the way to go. Going back to your ex is never really the right Yeah, you don't go back. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm taking the agenda aside. I think that Porter, look, I'm, I'm taking the agenda aside. As much as I think he has the worst Chelsea manager in history, and I'd, I'd stick by that categorically, I think his next job, I think clubs need to be wary of the fact that he's terrible at the top level he was just horrendous this season and I think he's not going to go back to a Brighton level club because now they've got Deserby so I'm looking at well Leicester they went in for him they uh, turned him I, down I was, so I was going to go I was going to go more into it later but I think that would be uh, someone like Michael Carrick would be good for Spurs mm, possibly 
I think he needs think he needs another year. I think he needs to take Middlesbrough up, um, managing the Premier year. Then I reckon he's the next West Ham manager. Potentially, yeah. I think if he could keep Middlesbrough up next season and then get a Spurs or a West Ham job with maybe long-term goals of getting that United job in like four or five years' time, that could be a good career for him. But um, yeah, moving on, uh, we had Leeds 2, Forest 1. Great uh, great result for Leeds. Um, points on the table. Uh, Forest continue to be a disappointing rumours of the sack at Forest but that's been denied um, after rumours this morning and last night. What do we think, Boom? Uh, Forest they took the lead in this and completely blew it to the Leeds. Big result for, for Leeds, they needed that that win. Yeah. All of these games against the, the bottom like from really 12 downwards is like Super close. They need to win against each other if they're playing those those games. Uh, also, a big game at the moment in the relegation battle on the top four race is that Newcastle is 2-0 up against West Ham. So West Ham very much staying in that battle. Ooh. Interesting. In because, Interesting. as you know, the Forest, Everton, and West Ham all on 27 points. It's mental. Like, from 12th down, the title is... The, the, Relegation is so tight. It's impossible to call at the moment. It's so tight down there. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what we do. But do we think Leeds have enough to stay up? Um, with question marks around their manager still um, as well. Um, but great result here. Do we think they have enough? Or do we think they will be there or thereabouts for relegation? I reckon they'll go down. That's what I, re- I reckon it will be them... Bournemouth and uh, Southampton. I reckon those three will be the ones. Leeds' next game is against Palace. Uh, They still have Leicester City and Bournemouth to play and West Ham. So those are the big games to decide whether Mm. Leeds go down or not. I reckon Forest will be fine. And I reckon, look at that and put it this way. If they go down, I reckon they should stick with Cooper because at the end of the day, he got them promoted. And if they sat, I just think that they need to keep. Look, I know loyalty is not really a thing in football, but I think the fact that he's turned the way, you know, what, after Chris Hutton got sacked, took over from him, they had no hope at Forrest, got them promoted for the first time in so many years. I think that they need to stick with Cooper, and I think they will be all right in Forrest. Forrest will have to do it the hard way, because they literally have, a, in the bottom half, they literally only have two of the games against relegation opponents. Yeah. Yeah. Left in the okay. season, they Forest still have United, Liverpool, Brighton, Brentford, Chelsea, and Arsenal to play. Wow, no, yeah, that's good. That's a hard run in. Um, I think I, I feel bad for like Cooper as well. Like, a lot of people put a lot of stick on what Forest did last summer, and I've spoken about it before. They kind of had to bring the amount of players in they did because they weren't expecting yeah, to th- yet. I talked to a Forest fan. Like most of their team left in the yeah. summer, so yeah, most of their team left, or with lo- it was either loans or contracts run out. They weren't expected to go up, so they had to panic to get players in. They had to get players in, or they wouldn't have made the squad. Um, and that's why they made so many changes. 
and that's I feel bad for Cooper for that. He basically lost his whole team and just got a new one. So he didn't have that togetherness that got them promoted. And I think that is their issue. What do you think, um, Chris? Yeah, I, I think that... <clears throat> yeah, I said this at the start of the season, lads. I said this. I said that when everyone was slagging them off about basically signing a player every day, or two players every day, it's because, as you as you just stated there, they, they had to. And I think, you know, when they <laughs> lost the likes of Jed Spence, and I think that... that that's just been a disaster as well for him because I thought he should have stayed at Forest or stayed at Borough and played. And obviously he's been fed a pipe dream at Spurs because whatever reason, clearly not getting played. So I think that if if they kept the likes of a Jed Spence and they kept players that obviously they got promoted with, adding to it with Emmanuel Dennis, etc. And the fact we, as United, we took way too long to tell them that we had no plans for James Gardner, so we we wasted their opportunity to get their, yeah. their midfielder that helped them quite <laughs> to go up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon Forrest will be fine. Honestly, I reckon Steve Cooper with the player, I think he's done what he has to do. And I reckon their home form has been good. Their away form next season, when they st- if they stay up, which I think they will, they need to massively improve on their away form because their away form is horrendous. Yeah. It, pr- it proves the job he's done though with what he's had because like, He's been linked with other Premier League jobs this season. He's been linked with West Ham. He's been linked with Leeds at times, Southampton. Those links have been there through the season. So clubs appreciate what he's done at Forest. He's just been put, given a bad hand, I think. So hopefully he gets the time and um, I think he'll keep him up. Uh, moving on, uh, next we had Leicester 1, Aston Villa 2. Uh, red card for Leicester, Um this job gave, uh, got Rogers the sack. Um, two nil, two one. Aston Villa. Emery's doing a great job at Aston Villa since he's taken over there. I think he's got. Um, he's up there for like with Arsenal and City for the most points um, since he's been appointed. So he's doing really well at Aston Villa. He's overtaken. He's overtaken Liverpool in the league now to get it. Um, so he's 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 currently sitting eighth or seventh. I think. Do we think they can get uh, to, uh, Europe this season, potentially? They're playing really well. They're in the battle. They are definitely in the battle for the 7th and 6th place. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, I think, I'm not sure if they'll have enough enough this season, but I think next season, definitely, they'll be fine. They do look really well, Brighton different. have the advantage, considering that they have, like, uh, two games in hand. Yeah, definitely. What do you think, uh, Chris? Yeah, I mean, if they get Europa League, I think automatically that puts Villa's um, odds of winning it very high because Unai Emery does not mess about when it comes to the Europa League. And mm. I th- I'm not saying they will win it, but I wouldn't be surprised. Um, so yeah. let's see. Let's see. You've done a fantastic job. And obviously they beat us 2-0 the other game week. So, yeah, you know, Emery's done very well. Yeah, definitely. And I think he's bounced back from his last opportunity in the Premier League that didn't go well at Arsenal. And he's bounced back and he I think that job suits him perfectly. And it's a sleeping giant. I think he's gonna he's all slowly awakening him. Um Leicester, on the other hand, though, uh Rogers sacked. Um and Disbury Hall came out and apologized for his mistake of getting a red card. Yeah. They haven't looked at this year. That they've got a squad. They've got a sick team. 
Um, Leicester shouldn't have known. I didn't expect no, them to be in the relegation battle, but like should be nowhere near that. See, the problem was, and I know he wanted to leave, but I'm saying this about Smichael shouldn't have been allowed go for one million. You need that money to replace mental. the man. That is ridiculous. One million for Smichael is ridiculous. And then they relied on Danny Ward for like the rest of. Yeah, he's yeah. a terrible keeper. Terrible, and I mean, I mean that with all due respect, he has a terrible keeper and. Yeah, the squad, when you look at it, Madison, Tillemans, and D. you know, you look at the defence, you look at the attacking options, Giannaccio, etc. They should not be anywhere near where they are. Um, yeah, it's been a terrible... Uh, right, you know what, Rodgers? I think Rodgers, though, overall, will look back pleased. Yeah, I think... I, I know a lot of people say he bottled... Um, Champions League qualification, but you only they only say that because he they won the league. But that was not that was a freak season. That wasn't Leicester weren't expected to win the league and get Champions League football. That was a freak season, and I think they look at that success of that. He won an FA Cup there. Um, I think it's been success to um, nearly getting Champions League twice, just falling short. I think if you told Leicester fans when they appointed him, you're going to Get be fighting for Europe two years and win an FA Cup. That would have bite your head, bit your hand off. I think he's done an underrated job there. Um, yeah. So what? what I do you think, think Leicester need to stop relying on Jamie Vardy. I agree. He's getting on a bit. I think they've got striker options there. I think who's a guy from um, they bought from Salzburg? He's really good. Um, mm, he was. Dak has got the potential. I think if if he gets if you bring the him games, off the bench, but it's just like not. I think if he's the potential is there, and hopefully he can kick on from that. Um, we and will for talk... those who like updates on current scores, it is two 0 to uh, to Newcastle against West Ham, and Manchester United are one 0 up against uh, Brentford. Who scored the goals, Boom? Uh, Marcus Rashford for Manchester United and for Newcastle cool. United, Callum Wilson and Joe Linton. Cool. So that Champions League fight is still on for both. Uh... And it is still 1-0 to Leipzig in the Dortmund game, courtesy of Timo Werner. Nice. Great. That would be a great result for Bayern if that stays like that is after the last and the round. we're going to be talking about later is Ajax are winning 2-1 against Feyenoord. Mm, great. That'd be a great result for them because they've not had a great season, Ajax. So that would that'd be a huge result for Ajax. Um, um, that's in the cup, so they might at least win a cup. Yeah, it's a semi-final. Oh, sorry. Yeah, uh, Chris. But it's still a good result psychologically. Yeah. What do you think of the Leicester City situation? The Leicester City move... situation. Yeah. Before we move on. Um. Yeah, it's just been a mess, as I say. The squad. Um. It's been, it shouldn't be nowhere near there. I think they need to, you know, they never properly replaced um, Schmeichel with Danny Ward, who's not a Premier League level keeper. Um, I just think he's been horrendous this season. Um, you look at the midfield, decent. You look at their attack, decent. You look at the defence, decent. They should not be anywhere near where they are. And I think, I don't know what it is. It's just, obviously, there's been no investment. They lost Wesley Fafana. They've got Wise, that, is it Wes Fies? How do you say his name? Fies, yeah. So, they've not, in my opinion, addressed 
key positions. And but I say that though, that is an excuse. They should not be anywhere near where they are. And Brendan Rodgers, as I said, will look back at his time pleased because, for my opinion, what he's done when he came in replacing Claude Puel. Mm. Me, there's no no Leicester fan can actually say that he's done a bad job, no. apart from this season. But you know, yeah. it's been it's been a disaster. As, as I as I say, if if you to if you told a Leicester fan to you, uh, I can believe he's been there four years nearly. That's yeah. mad. It does yeah. not feel like that. But he's like one of the most longest-serving Premier League managers I've ever read. I'm like, what? It doesn't seem like he's been there four years since he left Celtic. But um, yeah, I think if you told him, told people you got nearly uh, fighting for Europe two years in a row and an FA Cup final at Leicester, I think they would have bit your hand off. I think people looked too much at that result when they won the league. It was a, it was a freak result. That was not expected. Um I think I think potentially some less uh, the Leicester board need to down their expectations a little bit if they. Uh, it's been a hard season, but I think he's done well there. It'd be interesting to see where they go next, which we'll talk about in a bit. Um, so uh, next we go on to Chris's beloved Chelsea, and the boring game of the mid-table: Chelsea versus Liverpool. Uh, nil nil. What's your thoughts, Chris? <laughs> Uh, we should be walking away with three points, and I mean, within 10 15 minutes, we should we should at least be up 2 0. Um, and if we had a proper striker, we would have wiped the floor with Liverpool. Um, and this is my big this is my big concern this season. It has been a disaster for us, it has been a disaster, and that's all the media like to talk about. But speaking about Liverpool, as much as we've been a disaster, and as much as our manager deserved to be sacked, I wonder why the media have not been pointing questions towards Liverpool. I don't want to hear about what Klopp's done in previous seasons because, mm. yeah, sure, that might buy him a bit of time. But I'm sorry, you cannot be you out. cannot be where you are in the league. And I know they're above us in the league, but I've, I've said that. I put my hands up and said we've had a terrible season. But the media will not point the question towards Klopp. The media won't point the questions towards Liverpool. We all know why. But for me... They actually... Did this week? I don't know if you saw it. They asked. Um, they asked Klopp, um, "Do you fear the sack?" And he said, "No." In this job, in this job, he, 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 he did say he's the last one standing out of the terrible managers. He joked yeah, so about that. It's just, yeah, as you know, it's just the way it is. But I think that both Chelsea and Liverpool have been an absolute disaster. It, it, it's very interesting that that's the your last four times you played Liverpool, it's ended nil nil. But. Um, yeah, lads, overall, I mean, I know we speak about Chelsea later on in terms of manager, etc. I think that this season, it's been the worst. It's been the worst in the last recent seasons for Chelsea. Definitely, okay. could definitely say the same about Liverpool as well. But yeah, terrible, terrible season. Although just... I will say, what a strike by Rhys James, though, for the goal that was disallowed yeah. because of <sighs> a player's knee. Well, yeah. just, do you know what? It just sums up the team when your right back's your best player. Oh yeah, he's definitely your best player. He's, I'd, I'd say he's the best. I'd put my neck, neck on the line and say he's the best right back in the world. I, I, I thought Kai Havertz shut me up because I was spending the entire time making fun of him for not being a, a striker whatsoever and then he scores and then it gets this. 
Well, yeah. I just want to jump on what John just said there. I absolutely mm. agree. And I don't think it is a mad statement to make because not only can he defend, unlike another certain English right back that gets the, the love in, he can actually go forward. And for me, the main part of his component is defending. That's why he's called a defender. That's why he's called a right yeah, back. We've, had, we've um, had our other Chris say that for like ages that Reese James needs to be the English right back if they are going to. Oh, I agree. But yeah, he is the best right back in the world. I agree. But we all we all know Mr. Southgate has favourites, but that, that's another subject we're not talking about because I'll go mad. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> We've already talked about the England subject. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, I, I'm going to put my neck on the line here and say that that yeah, Klopp won't be there at the end of the season. End of the season. Yeah, by the end of the season, he won't be there. So what, he could be number, what, 15 sacked? <laughs> yeah, or walked, one of the two. I don't, they won't like, do it as a sack, would they? Because they would, you know, yeah, I think something might have to change if results don't improve. Well, I just, I don't know, I don't know, I want to hear Boom's opinion on that, but I just think that, I don't know, it's just... When you think of Liverpool recent years, I think the next season will be his last season. I think he'll be there next season because we keep hearing this talk of previous seasons at his bottom time. But did, who replaces he, him? And I don't want to hear people talking about hint. He did hint today, Klopp, that if there's more seasons like this, like say next what season... What is it? Seventh season this, syndrome? Yeah, he, he, said next, he said if there's more than just one season like this bad season, he would walk in what he hinted at today. I, I think now is the perfect time to make a change because I think the perfect replacement is there. With the style of football he plays, that German style of football, Nagelsmann being available, I think he's the perfect successor. I, I just think Klopp himself. I think Klopp. Klopp himself wants one more season to see if this is just a blip. To be fair to you, John O'Rourke, right? You said Nagelsmann, which anybody in their right mind would say, okay, you know, that fits at Liverpool. But you know what the Liverpool fans will say? You know what they'll say? Get Gerrard in. That's what they'll say. They'll say it. And I think that's embarrassing if they say that because I think, how can you go from Klopp to Gerrard? You can't do that. I, I, I'd laugh my head off. Same as I'm laughing my head off that something we're talking about in a bit. But, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? But I'd laugh my head off if they appointed Gerard. It'd be hilarious. <laughs> I just think Klopp himself will want to give it one more season to see if this is just like a blip in one season. Yeah. Anyway, uh, moving on to the Bundesliga and the manager who's made a great start after he was sacked by Chelsea. Uh, the first manager sacked by Chelsea this season <laughs> in Tuchel. <laughs> and he's now gone to Bayern. And faced his old club, Dortmund, in his first round in the league and beat him 4-2 to go top of the Bundesliga. They were obviously top. Terrible goalkeeping. And, um, yeah, shocking goalkeeping for the first goal for uh, from, from Dortmund. Shocking goalkeeping. I don't know how. Like, a decent goalkeeper there at Dortmund as well. I don't know what, I don't know what he was thinking there. That was shocking goalkeeping. Um, but, yeah, great result. Um, against the Dortmund team who's been on fire recently, putting a lot of goals past people. I know they're, they're currently losing at the moment. Um, so it might be a bit of a down spiral. But um, mm. they've been well, having... Bayern, Bayern lost 2-1 to Freiburg in the cup. 
just yeah. yesterday. So it's and he has to play Freiburg again in the league at the weekend. So you know Thomas Usual already needs revenge. Indeed. Um, yeah. So what result by uh, by and what do we think? Do uh, uh, do we think uh, boom? I'm not surprised. I'm, uh, honestly, I'm not surprised that he, he makes an instant um, impact. I'm pretty sure that he's won or he's undefeated in every debut that he's been at every club. So I'm not surprised that Tuchel, honestly, I can't have enough words to say towards the guy. I think he's one of the best managers in the world. I definitely brought him in for the Man City tie. I'm just, his history of beating Man City. Yeah. And yeah, I just, I just think that you know, I just think it proves that you know he is one of the best managers in the world. I have no doubt that he's going to have success at Bayern. Um, wouldn't be surprised if he won the league and the Champions League this season, so won the double within the space of what three months, two months is it? So for me, and if yeah, you get past Real Madrid and he gets past Man City, he comes back to you. Uh, let's see, game. let's see. But uh, yeah, he's a manager that we should never. It's a manager that we should never have sacked for Mister Graham Potter. But I mean, know, it's very similar to like PSG sack him, then you get Tuchel, and then Tuchel wins the yeah. Champions League. Yeah, I well, think... I, just, I just think that genuinely, if he got back, like we've spent money this season, Chelsea, we would have been on contention to win the league. We would have been on contention to win the. Another Champions League, possibly, but unfortunately, whenever and he's at Bayern and he's going to do his thing at Bayern, it's probably not going to end well, and then he'll go to whatever Real Madrid or whatever else. Yeah. Uh, did you say backs? He did have three hundred million, <laughs> and then they sacked him, and then gave three hundred mil to. Uh... <laughs> yeah, but they didn't give him like any time to get that team together. He just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they sacked him. They sacked him seven days after the window shut. Well, actually, right. Speaking on the window, right. Tuchel actually, in my opinion, only got three players in that window, the summer window. He got Sterling, Koulibaly, and he got Aubameyang. And Aubameyang was on deadline day. And when he won the Champions League, he didn't want Lukaku, and he got Lukaku and Son against. So for me, I think Tuchel never got properly backed at Chelsea, yeah. and it's a shame. Yeah. So, uh, moving on, we go to Leipzig. You had a 3-0 loss to Mainz. A shocking result for a Leipzig whose season's been up and down like a yo-yo this season. Uh, they have not... They sacked their manager, went on a bit of a run, and now they're on a bit, bit of a dip again. They're winning tonight, but yeah, really weird season by Leipzig. Um, so, this is a 3-0 loss to Mainz. This is the third loss in a row, to be honest, in yeah, all competitions, that was. Yeah, so obviously their managerial bounce they had for a bit didn't last very long, and now they're struggling again. What, then what it's very hard. It's very hard to to come back from when you get beat seven 0 by just Holland. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do we? What do we think is going long, wrong at Leipzig before we move on to a great result by Mainz? I just think that obviously <laughs> Cuckoo's coming in. Uh, into Chelsea in the summer. I think Marco Rose is a decent manager. I don't think he's a I don't think he's a top level manager. Um but you know what? They'll probably lose as you say, they're losing Kunku. They're gonna probably lose Guardiola. Probably gonna be losing Rom, probably. Ram, is that his name? Dave Ram, is that the, the left back or right back? So yeah, I think that um they're gonna be missing, they're gonna be losing key players and they need to replace them. 
but it's just the Bundesliga. They played a they played a formation in these in their last two losses that uh, me and John will know quite well from uh, Ralph Radnick in his four two 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 the four and the three twos. That's what they played in this three 0 loss. So I'm just. <laughs> Yeah, but it's like, you know, the fact that I think I think since he's come in though, um, Marco Rose, I think he's got the most points out of anybody. Is that true? Mm. I think since he's come in, I'm not sure, or ever, or since um, or whatever. I think it is. I think he's still joined with Bayern or not. But they, they have picked up I just a lot genuinely of think it took them a bit to get over the getting trans by Erling Haaland. Mm. Like that seeped into the next few games because that's going to knock anyone's confidence when Erling Haaland goes six against almost six against. <laughs> Harlan can score six against anyone, though. <laughs> he can score six against probably no, Barcelona. But if, but if you're on the high form <laughs> and then suddenly Harlan shows up and scores five past you in like nearly the first half, and you're just like, why have we even tried? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mainz, though. What a result by Mainz. Uh, what do we think? Boom. Well, Mainz are a decent team. They're fighting for that, like, they're eighth in the table. They're on the same points as Leverkusen in seventh and one point below sixth place in Frankfurt. So they're definitely fighting for to get into the European places. Yeah, definitely. Consider, considering Wolfsburg, their opponents have dropped off from that battle recently with too many draws. Yeah. What do you think, Chris, before we move on to the last game in the Bundesliga? Yeah, as um, as uh, Boone just said, eighth in the table, level one points with Leverkusen. Everyone is tipping Leverkusen to obviously do well in the Bundesliga. Obviously, one against Bayern the other the other game week, um, and just a point below Frankfurt. And everyone would be tipping Frankfurt to get into Europa League or possibly Champions League. So they're on course. It's just they need to keep up the momentum. Obviously, a good result against Leipzig, but. They got, it's always the case with these teams. Can these teams build on a good win, or will they just fall away? And it's you know it's all about have minds got the mentality to push on, and we'll, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, definitely. And onto another team who is pushing for Europe and one who's pushing for relegation. Uh, one is Schalke nil, Leverkusen three. Xavi Alonso getting the result again. He's haven't he's been quite decent since he uh, took over there. A 3-0 win against Schalke. Uh, Schalke continuing their shocking season. Uh, what do we think, Boom? Well, Schalke did well to keep a 0-0 at halftime, to be fair to them. Uh, they completely opened themselves up in the second half, which is the problem. They can't keep things going. The best result they can hope for in recent games is a 0-0 draw, if you look at their recent results. Yeah. Uh, so when the first team scores... It's very hard for them to come back. They've been a lot of draws. Schalke are just, they're very much favoured to go down. It's, like you said, sad to see from a perspective of the league as a whole when they used to be quite... Yeah, so many big teams like around the world, like West Ham in England, uh, uh, Leeds in England, uh, Schalke in Germany, Valencia in, in Spain. So many big massive teams are fighting relegation this season it's a weird season um so yeah I, I, yeah it's sad to see them going what do you what do you think uh chris 
Yeah, I think um, with Bayer Leverkusen, I think a lot of Chelsea fans have been kind of looking to see how Callum Hudson-Odoi has been doing there. Mm. I think he's been terrible and I'm not surprised because he's he, in the final fault, Callum Hudson-Odoi is shocking. Um, but in terms of Leverkusen, in terms of Chabi Alonso coming in, he's is done he there well. On is he there on loan or permanent? Yeah, he's on loan, yeah, he's on loan. Yeah. Another player who's on 120k a week. We won't discuss that. Um, in terms of in terms of Chabi Alonso, ever since he's come on at Leverkusen, he's done well. He's done decent, and um, I think he's one of those ones that people will call an up and coming manager. In terms of, will be one of the best in world football. And I like Chabi Alonso. I rated him as a player, and I think he can utilise that, you know, quality as a player as a, into a manager, but. It's all about, let's see how, how Leverkusen finish. And I reckon they'll finish the Champions League. We'll, we'll, t- we'll, we'll hit on Roman, uh, Real Madrid next, actually. But obviously there's rumours that Sa- uh, Allardyce, uh, Allardyce, um Good manager, mate. <laughs> the um, manager at Real Madrid, um, Ancelotti. Ancelotti, will be leaving at the end of the season. And the rumours he's going to the, be the Brazil national manager. If that is the case... Xavi Alonso to Real Madrid? Um, or is it too early? Yeah, you know what? It could be... Uh, yeah, probably too Well, yeah, definitely too early. Um, no disrespect to Leverkusen. It's like jumping... As I say, you know what? It's a carbon... I'm not comparing Leverkusen with Brighton. It's a carbon copy of going from a mid-table side and what people would class as an average league, jumping to one of the biggest in the world, if not the biggest in the world, and expecting to compete in all fronts. I think it would be a risk on Madrid. You could say that Xavi at Barca, moving from Saudi Arabia to the top job at Barca. Yeah, but I think with with Xavi, though, I think what the the thing is with that, I think it was because they they were struggling with funds, they are struggling with funds, and I think with the fact that people people say Barcelona were, not a rebuilding process, but Barcelona were in a process where they just wanted someone to come in, steady the ship, get a familiar face in there, whereas with Real Madrid, they are expected to go and win the Champions League every season. They are expected to win... The La Liga every season. I think for them to go and get Chabi Alonso, if Ancelotti was to leave, I don't think. I think Nagelsmann, his name keeps popping up. I think Nagelsmann would be a good fit in Madrid, but it's all about can. Pochettino has been linked quite a lot to the Madrid job, I believe. And Jose, and Jose this week. Oh, Jose Mourinho, yeah. Oh, that'd be interesting to see him go back there. My last point on Labour Kids of Chalk is that it'd be a shame to lose. Shalk is like a tunnel dug out when you want. It's a beautiful walk out into the pitch. Yeah. You know, actually, John, what you just said about Mourinho, I know it's 2023 and I know time passes by. I reckon he's got one last dance at one big club. I reckon he's got it in him. Whether it be, I, I don't, it's not going to happen. Whether it be going back to Chelsea, whether it be going back to Madrid, whether it be possibly going back to Inter, or possibly, I don't know, going somewhere. Wait, let PSG. Imagine him winning the Champions League I would have PSG. loved him to go back to Inter. I don't think, because he moved to Roma, I, I think if, it was months in it, if... Um, he could potentially Conte, see PSG as a challenge. 
if Conte left a month earlier, he would have 100% not yeah. took that road but, job and took that into job. But I think there's only, I mean, I just said there, the clubs, I mean, he could go back to Chelsea. I don't see it happening. He could go back to Real Madrid. I don't see it happening. And there's a possibility. PSG winning the first ever Champions League, that would just be a hosey thing to do, wouldn't it? But I think he's got yeah. one last dance. One last dance. Definitely. Yeah. And he's, yeah, that'd be interesting. He's not done. Do you open your take on Man United? Go on, you know, take him back. No. <laughs> would you take him yeah, back? I can't I, be I dealing think, with him. I think, would you take him back? I, I, res- I respect him, but no. No. Yeah. I respect him. And is it like, Hands out, since Sir Alex Ferguson's our most successful manager, he won two trophies. Um, the only club he's not won anything is Spurs. Um, yeah. But, no. Um, but the thing is with Spurs as well, it's mad as well. I mean, that they sacked him a week before a cup game. It's mad. Well, say, wait till after the final to make a decision to sack them. Sp- we've spoken about it on the podcast so many times. It's like, if you're going into a cup final... Anyone in world football, there's one manager you want yeah, to be in charge of. Especially, especially yeah. over Ryan Mason, it just took him into a Ryan Mason into a final. What? Well, in a one-off game, in a one-off game, there's yeah. only there's only a select few that I would put my house on, then win any game for you, and it's Jose is one of them. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Anyway, uh, moving on to Real Madrid. Uh, and over to our Real Madrid representative over there in Spain. Boom. Before I talk about this game, I think I will mention the current game going on between Real Madrid and Barcelona. Barcelona nil, Real Madrid won. And speaking of Brazilian, Vinicius Jr. Ooh. Quality player. Yeah. I scored that with an assist from Benzema. So it is 1-1 on aggregate because this is the second leg of the Copa del Rey. Nice, nice. Semi-final, so all to play for in that second half. We'll keep an eye on it. And how was the other results before we move on? Of the other results in the league, I'll tell you now. It's halftime, 1-0 to Manchester United versus Brentford. Uh, Luke Shaw has been injured, though. He came off with looking like a hamstring, so we'll be waiting to see that. Uh, West Ham clawed one back to make a 2-1. Uh, the man who doesn't like cats has scored for West Ham. You know who I'm talking oh. about. I had to think. I had to think for a moment there, but yeah, I think it's still one 0 up, and uh, that game. Uh, Florentino are, are winning one 0 up in their game. Uh, Sporting is drawing nil nil with their opponent called Vicente or whatever. Cool. Uh, so yeah, moving on to Real Madrid, and over to you, Boom, for the Real Madrid game. That was it. Was a very good game. Uh, for once, this was Real Madrid turned up. Benzema with a first-half hat-trick, which is very nice of him. The, doesn't show up. Rodrigo getting a goal, beautiful goal. Like, all the first half was beautiful. But then my my highlight was at the very end of the game, in the 91st minute, Eden Hazard, as Chris will know, from, finally getting an assist for Real Madrid. He finally done something. Eden Hazard, yeah. you'd love to see it. That's not been a a man, match made in heaven at all. Uh, yeah. Uh, what do you think on uh, the Real Madrid result, uh, Chris? I think that Real Madrid, um, 
I mean, obviously, I prefer them over Barcelona. I don't really like have a fondness for Barcelona, but Not the same. Yeah, I think that I think they're just yeah quality side. Benzema, Vinicius Junior, Valverde, Modric. I mean, the team is just full of quality, and they've got one Once of the again, best managers. Camavinga playing as a left back still confuses me to this day, but you know, I've accepted it. It's yeah. Carlo Ancelotti, mate. It's Carlo yeah. Ancelotti for you. But, I know, um... I just accepted it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for me, yeah, uh, overall, I just think the Real Madrid quality side. For me, uh, yeah, you know, you need to be a rocket scientist to figure out that they've, you know, they're competing on all levels. And obviously, tonight's game against the Barcelona, as boom is sitting there as a Real Madrid fan, obviously, he knows the, the importance of classical. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's no one more to say about Real Madrid. Especially after the last Madrid. few of losing the Clásicos, Real Madrid really need to win this one. They've not had yeah. the best performance. And, 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 and I think, and I think you should. I think you are a better side than Barcelona. Uh, Barcelona. Um, and yeah, as I say, Real Madrid will need to push on all fronts. They've obviously got to focus on tonight's game. Focus on next week against my club Chelsea. Focusing on the league. Um, but I think the league might be Barcelona's, but Real Madrid shouldn't give up. Yep. And results like this show that they are still at least there in the league. They've yeah. not just completely given up. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and next, we had Barcelona 4-0 winners. Did you want to go over that, Mr. Boom? Uh, just normal, but Elche really, they're not the greatest team. There's a reason why they're bottom of the league. Uh, they This is just their normal performance where they just get beat. Yeah. I think uh, 11, two decent goal from Lewandowski. Ansu Fati even got a goal. Torres got a goal. It said, it said all I want. Look, Elche, we're never going to do anything against. Barcelona in this particular game. Yeah, do we do we think Fatty's going to leave? There's a lot of rumours that Fatty might come to the Prem in the summer. Obviously, the situation around his playing time at Barcelona as our Spanish representative. What do you think on this, Boom? I think it's possible because he doesn't seem to be in favour a lot recently. <laughs> and to Fatty, like out of when Javi picks his main team, he doesn't have Ansu Fatty in it a lot, and. He played though he played him against Alecce, but like I said, he could have played anyone against Alecce yeah. and had a decent. Could have played Balde against him and still been fine. Yeah, I think his quality player. I don't think he suits what we need because we got quite a lot of players. We're quite stacked in that area. But where do you think he could go if he does leave? I it heavily was rumored to Newcastle. I could see a. Newcastle going with like a marquee kind of signing for the Champions League because they've always said that they are the transfer plans are changing if they do guarantee Champions League football. So that could be something that they do if they get one hell of a signing Champions League football. But like I said, Ansu Fati's not really favored. Like, for example, in big games against like Real Madrid, uh, Xavi plays Gavi as a winger over Ansu Fati. Yeah. yeah, I could see him at Chelsea. Potentially, what do you think? What on that? Sorry, Ansu Fati is talking about Chris. Um, possibly, but 
I think yeah, I think Newcastle. I think as you, as uh, Boom just said there, I think that's could be an option um, if they qualify for Champions League. They want to make that big star main move, but uh, let's see. Yeah. So moving on to the Serie A, and a shocking result to start us off here as. Champions will basically say they're champions now, Napoli, with the points gap they've got. Losing 4-0 to last season's champions, AC Milan, who have not been great this season. Leao with two goals. A great performance by him. What a player. I'd love United to sign him. Um, love Leao. But, yeah, shocking result um, by uh, Napoli there. What, what do we think of him? After the last four results in general being negative results, they needed this performance, Milan. And Napoli didn't really need, they proved themselves enough in the league this season, but uh, AC Milan really needed to do something in this game, and they did it. Yep. They got the goals, they got the performance that they so desperately needed to prove something that they have in this team. Napoli definitely misses, uh, missed Victor Osman as well because he was injured. I think him that made them. And that is impact. and that is the uh, the first away side to score four goals against the top place team since 2015. Oh wow! Boom with his stats there, as always. What? Yeah. What do What do we think, uh, Chris, on this result? Yeah, I think. Um... <laughs> I, I wouldn't say it's a shock, but I would, I would say it's more of a shock of the scoreline. But Milan are awful. They have been all season. Napoli have been incredible, probably in the bracket that they're playing in the Champions League. You could maybe say they're guaranteed to get to the final based on how they play. And I mean, mm. I know it could be between them and Inter to basically get to the final in that bracket. Benfica, they're okay, but I reckon that Napoli, the way they've been playing, I reckon this Organic result League. will be replayed in the next round, though, of the Champions League. Hundred percent, and I'll, uh, yeah, I think it'll be. Uh, and Napoli, Ma- Napoli, Milan are in the next round, aren't they? They've got each other. Yeah, I reckon psycho- psych- psychologically, it plays a big factor as well. With them saying, "Well, we've smashed you four 0 in the league. You might have won the league, but we're going to knock Champions League." I think it. And know, Napoli football. have lost two of their last three home games in Syria. Hmm. Yeah, but I, I reckon that psychology, you know, as you say there, Milan will have the, the upper edge mentally, but on the pitch, mate, Napoli have just been fantastic this season uh, in the league. Yeah, they've won it. They've won it. They've won it. You may as well just say Napoli are the good there to winners. Uh, Osserman, fantastic. I'm not even going to try to attempt the other <laughs> fella's name, but you know who I'm on about. Quality yeah. player as well. I reckon the midfield of Selinski. Um, and Gisa, is that you say name? Gisa, is that you say name? Yeah, Ambu, the one from Fulham, the one from Fulham, and um, yeah, I just reckon. Look, their team, their team's decent. I thought, you know what? I thought when they lost Insigne and they lost Kulabali, I thought, and the Mertens, I thought Napoli's not going to recover here, but they've did well. King, you know, the defender, King Minji, solid 40 million release clause as well. I think that could be someone we look at in the summer. Quality 40, player, so 40, 40 million release clause he's got. Someone's gonna so, um, it. yeah, for me, Napoli 
quality. And I think that, yeah, I don't think this result's going to phase them. But I do reckon Milan could have an upper edge psychology. It's like mental, I'm just going to say mentally, in the next time. Yeah, definitely. Uh, moving on, we go to the Roma. And Roma, free Sampdoria. Neil, red card for Sampdoria. Jose getting the result here. Um, Roma, Roma continuing their okay season. They haven't like fight. They're not like fighting for right at the top, but they're um, yeah, there or they're fighting. There or they're fighting for Europe. Um, still in the next uh, in the um, Europa League as well. Big chance of winning that potentially. But yeah, uh, well, uh, well, known them scoring again. Um, yeah, what do we think, Mister Boom? Yes, it's very normal, normal result in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. And uh, do you have For anything? Roma, to... Classic Sampdoria, not exactly the greatest. Yeah, they're not as good as they were a few. My years my, my big thing in the game is this: I think um, we all know we all seen the once again football showing its ugly head in terms of racism, and I think this is just. Mm. I mean, there's no need for it, and. Then, you know, when you see the, the Roma fans being racist towards Stankovic and then Mourinho yeah. has to come out and then put his hand up, it's like, what are we doing here? It's a game of football. Racism's not accepted anywhere. It's a game of football. Why are you chanting abuse at opposition managers? And it's like, yeah. once again, lads, we all see it. We, you know, games, the minority of fans ruin it for the, the majority. And I think that racism has yeah. got no place for it. And I think that game... It was an expected result, but the Roma fans, what are you doing? There's no need yeah, for that. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Sad, sad to see. Uh, so, next we move to Holland and we're talking about the Editor Vizzy and uh, PSV getting the result against NEC uh, 2 4. PSV continuing a great, um, uh, great season right up there. Uh, obviously, Ajax have dropped off. Great result. Um, yeah, they just keep on going under. Um, yeah, keep on pushing. Um, favorites for the league, and uh, yeah, I haven't really got much more to say. But yeah, what do we think, Boom? I have nothing to add more than what you said. Everything you said, I was going to say anyway on that one. Yeah. What about you, Chris? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we're all we're all on the same page there. Yeah, yeah. and uh, next, uh, fine, fi- also final, getting the result. Also having a great season. Uh, very similar situation, but not. Um, they're not going to win the league. It's going to be PSV, but yeah, they're having a good season. Final, yeah, um, some nice, really good young players there at the moment. They're bringing through, and um, yeah. Uh, do you have anything to add on that, Boom? Before we move on. No, Feyenoord, very good this season, scoring a lot of goals. Uh, the game currently that they're playing against Ajax uh, had to get postponed for a small bit. They got interrupted because fans were throwing stuff at one of the players. Very bloody affair. It's not nice to see in games. Wow. But they are playing again, so... Fair enough. Uh, but in next... terms of looking, all I have to say about Eredivisie is this. I think that for Ajax, obviously, to be losing it in the league title to PSV, it's obviously going to hurt. But I think this is just an important lesson in football that when you lose a good manager like Ajax did in Ten Hag, 
yes, they've lost um, Anthony. Yes, they've lost Lautaro Martinez, etc. But to have what was his name? Schrader is that his name? Schrader, Schrader, the guy that yeah. replaced them, that replaced yeah. Ten Hag. I just think that when you lose a key manager who's good. Yes, it's maybe hard to maybe to go to, to attract a top level manager to the Dutch league, but at the same time, you need to be replacing a manager kind of like for like. And I actually capable of that. I actually a big club, and I think that's cost them this season. As I said, they've lost key players, but I think they're more than capable of actually putting a push for the title. And yeah, the fact they've lost the PSV is going to sting them. Yeah, definitely. they haven't seemed to have replaced a lot of their. Their youth with proper, like, good youth this time. The last few seasons with Den Hag, they were very good at, like, you bought, their entire team was bought. Suddenly he had a new team that was just as good. I was talking yeah. about it, we were talking about it before, and I think it's a motivational thing. Like, it must hurt a player if you're playing for a team like Ajax and you know, Ajax, Dortmund's another one, you know every summer you're being raided for all your best players. So you don't yeah. get to build that team that's going to win the Champions League. Because yeah. um, straight exactly. away... That season where he got to like a semi-final, then Hank, his entire like best team and that... But, oh, but even, even saying gone. that, right? Even saying that, I know they get praised for making profits in that. Benfica's the exact same, actually, right? Yeah. And for me, as a fan, I would be annoyed because I would be saying to myself, well, first of all, why are we not trying to keep the play the best way we can? And two, why are we not trying to push to win the league title? Why are we not trying to push in Europe? Um, so, you know, that's the way it is. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the way it is. Yeah, definitely. And now moving on to our topic of the week. And uh, no, before with that, sorry, uh, Belgium Pro League. And over to you, Mr. Boom. Uh, yep, we have uh, Club Bruges winning 3-0. Very good result from them. Uh, another club that has recently been sa- sacked their manager, as we know, Mr. Parker was there for the for his very limited Champions League run before they sacked him. Yep. And uh, it's back to business as usual for Club Bruges because they were slipping on the Scott Parker because they're very much supposed to be up there competing, and with Parker, they were going backwards, and like they're currently fifth. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was an odd. It was a, it was an odd appointment that from the start. <laughs> like, For a Champions League knockout game to give it to Parker, who's never been there in his <laughs> life, was just odd. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I haven't got much to add on that. What, what about you, Chris? Yeah, I mean, you know, Scott Parker, mate, like, I don't know why Bruce went for him. Honestly, I don't really understand that. I mean, he sacked from Bournemouth after getting beaten 9-0. My whole thing about that that as well, I don't, look, I know Bournemouth don't have the quality of Liverpool, and I know Bournemouth don't have the most unlimited funds, but to get beat 9-0 at any level is totally unacceptable. And then Club Bruce thought, actually, Let's, let's employ him. Let's take him into the Champions League and see what he can do, and then gets torn apart by Benfica. I just I think, think he's. I think he's a bit. I don't, I don't know how much like Pubbrews pay their management and all that, but I think he's a bit money driven because he was at Fulham, who at the time were in a better situation, and Bournemouth in the both just coming down to the Championship, and he obviously jumped ship from Fulham to Bournemouth. 
uh, that was yeah, obviously about sense. money. That was obviously about money. Then, um, and then, and then obviously got sat by Bournemouth, and then this happened. But I think he could be a bit money driven. Um, well, yeah, definitely. I mean, not thinking about it, the right choice, and he's just more managy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, as you say, I mean, Fulham, better position, better team. Obviously, gets a bigger contract. Uh, Bournemouth goes, and the same with Bruges. But then again, it's like I don't know what Bruges were thinking. Bruges, you know what? Good Bruges in the group stage were good. I don't think they. I think they were defensively solid, and they yeah. get torn apart by Benfica. Yeah, they had the, one of the best defenses in the thing, Bruges. Yeah, in the group stage. Yeah, definitely. So. Uh, moving on to the next team, Mr. Boom. Uh, this is where Club Bruges want to be in Genk at the top of the yep. the table, just against bottom of the table in Schering. It's just Genk near the top where there's a 5 0 is just very, just very normal 5 0 victory against bottom of the table. Compete closer to competing to the title than Club Bruges is at the moment. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, do you have anything to add before we move on to our topic of the week? I think Ben. I think Ben covered it to be fair. Yep. So our topic of the week is managerial sackings in the Premier League. It's been a fun week, isn't it, for the sackings? Obviously, last week you had Conte. This week you have Potter and Rogers. So we're going to start with Leicester. Uh, Leicester sacked Brendan Rodgers after the 2-1 loss to Aston Villa. Um, So I've got a few questions and then um, we'll just uh, kick it off. So was Brendan Rodgers a success at Leicester? I think we kind of covered this a little bit earlier, but I'm going to start with you, Boom. Um, Yeah. I think for Leicester, you have to say he was a success. Got the FA Cup that season competed quite well for what they want. It's just... I'd say all in all, it has been a success. Just a very big dip this season because for reasons I've already said, I fully blame the decision to sell Smichael for one million and you're never going to get a replacement for that. Yeah, they didn't do much business at all in this window. They, 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 they kept losing players r- rather than the buying. Last, the last... The last couple of transfer windows have been by that standard have been really poor um what but yeah what do we think uh what do you think chris yeah i think, I think yeah he's, he's been a success i mean you think of leicester in recent years i mean apart from ranieri who else is there it's, it's just been rogers and you've got to say he's been a success as i said in the the previous segment where we were discussing leicester getting beat 2-1 by villa i think that you know, he's going to look back at his time, Rogers, and I know this season's been poor, but he's not going to be disappointed because he says he's delivered an FA Cup. He should have got top four in back-to-back seasons, but that's football. These things happen, and it's all about how you bounce back. And that squad should be doing a lot better than what they're in. So for me, yeah, it has been a success, and I don't think Leicester fans can really have any arguments against Rogers. Yeah, I agree with what both of you said there. I think um, this season hasn't been great. Um, I think given the time, would have he kept him up? I think he would have. Um, I don't know where they're going to go from from now. We'll talk about that in a bit. 
But um, yeah, I think he's been a success there. Great win in the FA Cup. Um, and the story there with their uh, old chairman and every, it's such a good story than winning the FA Cup and all of that. And uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, success in my opinion. Uh, what has changed at Leicester the last few seasons? Um, it doesn't look, if you look back a few seasons ago, it looked like they were not one of the most best run clubs in the league. Um, with uh, Obviously, they had the sad, um, sad tragedy of their owner um, and the uh, plane crash um, a couple of seasons back, which was a disaster. Um, and I thought it was still with his family after that. But do we think that had an impact? And obviously, his son took over the club after him. What do you think has happened to the club the last few seasons? Because they just don't feel look like the same club. Like I pretty much like cover this in my end point that I just think that they haven't uh, bought in players quite. They've been selling players, but they've not replaced any players. It's just they've been making stupid financial decisions in the last two mm. this season, at least. Yeah, I think it's the last couple of seasons. I think yeah, I think it's the last couple of seasons. They just not haven't so like where it's been such run run club. It just they haven't felt the same. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, well, at least <laughs> they've not been the same club. I, I would agree. I, I think that they've. I don't know. Look, they're obviously when when you think of Leicester, you think of the team they had um, under Ranieri, winning the the Premier League, going into the Champions League, going get knocked out by Sevilla. I think at the time. Losing Canty, Valdez, they've not, they're not built on what they've done. That's what I'm talking about. Teams, mm. they're not built on what they've done. Yeah. And for me, Rogers, the, I think, yeah, I think replacing Ranieri with Club Shewell, or was it Craig Shakespeare? Was it? Was it? I think. Yeah, so, Craig, Craig Shakespeare. Yeah. yeah, so going from Shakespeare, going, sorry, going from Ranieri to Shakespeare to Club Shewell, who done okay at Southampton. Then going to Brendan Rogers, you probably should be going from Ranieri to Rogers, and then yeah. build on it from there. Um, so for me, I just think that overall, I think the club has got a lot of aging players: Johnny Evans, Jamie Vardy. Um, you know the team, the team, the team is good. I like the team. I think the team's I got think, a decent. I thing. think on paper, if you compare both teams, that one and the one the league, I think this one's better. At, yeah. yeah, yeah. This 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 squad's better than the one that won the league. On paper, which is, I know that was a weird, weird season. Like everyone dropped off, City, Chelsea, all the top clubs dropped off. But don't, nothing to take away from Leicester. But um, their only challenge really was Spurs, who we all know Spurs. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, I think yeah, I agree. I think this this squad is actually stronger than the one that won the league. What do we think? What do you think, Boom? Yeah, it's a good. You can make arguments for that, apart from the goalkeeper. Yeah, definitely, definitely not the goalkeeper, but um, yeah. So next, was Leicester right to sack Brendan Rodgers, and will he get another job in the Prem? I think he will. I think someone will bite the bullet on Rodgers and bring him back at some point if their season is isn't going too well. What do we think of a lot of West Ham? Potentially, I think he could. 
I've heard potential give, like, give some West Ham give, fans. Give, so they would give him Danny. Give him Danny Ings. You know. <laughs> yep. Definitely, or Southampton potentially next season. Yeah. Um, I think they're both are both potential options there. And uh, yeah, I'll give you a score update that and games. It's three 0 to Real Madrid in the Copa del Rey second leg. Wow. At the Camp Nou in the second half, two goals for Benzema, one from a penalty. Okay. It is still 1-0 to Manchester United. It is 3-1 to Newcastle. Callum Wilson scored again in the second half. And Ajax is still winning 2-1 against Feyenoord in that cup. And Leipzig is still 1-0 up thanks to Timo Werder. Some great results there. Yeah, so what? Um, I'll throw this over to you now, Chris. Was Leicester right to sack Brendan Rodgers? And will he get another job in the Premier League? Um, were they right? Were they right to? Um, I think in this moment in time, probably not. I think they should have done it in the summer because I think it's similar to Southampton. You know what? It's similar to Michael. I don't know why clubs sack a manager with no one ready on standby. I think for me, if you're going to sack a manager, you should have someone ready to kind of step in. Um, yeah. And I think with Leicester, I think I don't think they will go down. I don't think they will. And I don't think they will. I think, as I said, they've got a good enough squad there to dig themselves out of a hole, even yeah. though they've not really done it. I think that they've, they've shown signs this season that they're capable of, of you know playing well and getting a result. So as for me, I think they should have waited to the summer. As for will he get another job in the Premier League, I think he will. I think he's shown his quality at Liverpool. He's shown his quality at Leicester to show that he is capable. I think maybe a Leeds, maybe a... Maybe, maybe controversial. Everton, possibly, if they were to get rid of Dice. You know, they are, they are shown they're capable of... I just, capable I, just of doing it. I just mentioned potentially West Ham. I think that could be a good fit. Yeah, West Ham, Leeds, uh, if they stay up, um, yeah. Southampton. You know, you're kind of. I think he's that calibre of manager that goes for that. The, I don't know, what other clubs is there? Well, Crystal Palace, maybe? Yeah, all good options. And uh, now we move on to who is going to be the next manager of Leicester City. And uh, over to you, Mr Boom. I have no idea. <laughs> like, you could get this random... You know, Potter would be a good manager for Leicester City. That's who I'm going to... That's who I was going to say. I think Graham Potter... Um, I think I he's turned them down, though, no? I think he has. It was yeah, really, I'm pretty yeah. sure he has. But... Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say it anyway. I think I think that would be a good fit. Um, gets him back. They could eventually go for, like, a Michael Carrick type move if they really wanted to. You know what? I'm going to say... And even though he never really set the world with the light in the Premier League, Jesse Marsh. It's, it's possible. He, he did I want have to, seen that link. He did, he did want to come back to uh, the Premier League. The, for... or, a, or a maybe, what about a Ralph Hasenhutl? Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. But it's like, Leicester need to make, as I say, Leicester need to make the smart choice. They've got a squad there that's capable. They've got a squad there. That I know they've got investment issues and whatever, but 
they should be doing better. And I think we have to get a decent well, manager. Marsh was very close to uh, going to Southampton at one point. Yeah. One one link I did see, Rafa Benitez. Well, wow. um, uh, well, I've been a Chelsea supporter. My opinions of Rafa Benitez aren't very good. But for me... I think he'd do well there. If you look at, like, say, what he did at Newcastle. Um, yeah, I, I, it would I don't be. think that would bad fit. No, I, I think it would be a decent fit. I think it would be. But I, I, think, I think what the, the managers I just mentioned there, Jesse Marsh, even though he could potentially have got Leeds relegated, he saved Leeds. Uh, who else was it? Who else I met? Ralph Arsenal, even though he, he got, he's got Southampton in the position there. And I still think that they are two better options for me. In terms and Ralph in about three seasons in a row got beat 9 0 at one point. That's true. That <laughs> is true. Yeah. Yep. So uh, that rounds off the Leicester segment. And we now go on to Chris's beloved Chelsea. I can't uh, wait. <laughs> Chelsea sack Graham Potter after the nil-nil result against Liverpool. So, what has happened to Chelsea this season under the new ownership? And it's only right that I will chuck that question to Chris. Well, decision-making. Simple as that. Um, I'll I'll go from the transfer, the summer window, right? And I'll, I'll speed up the points, right? From the summer window, we spent a lot of money, right? We got... Players in that were kind of like Sterling, Fafana, Koulibaly, etc. Cucurella. And I thought, okay, okay, we're making decent signings. Cucurella was one of the best left backs in the league last season, in my opinion. I thought he was very, very good. Um, but we started the season off slow. There was issues with Bertico and the ownership. And then we decided to sack him seven days after the window shut. Now, for me, I could get, but look, I never wanted to go sacked. However, I understand that the owners have their own ideas and mindset. So for me, I think if you were to get Graham Potter, you would should have got me pre season. You could have easily got me pre season. So for me, you should have stuck with Tuchel until after the World Cup and see how the form is there. And we would have been much better in much better positions anyway. You know, but we went, we got Potter, and then we spend a lot of money in January. We go out of the January window, we struggle against West Ham, we struggle against Fulham, we get beat 1-0 by Southampton for them to complete the double over us in a season. We, you know, we struggled against Palace, even though we won, we did struggle. And Palace were shocking, they just sacked their manager, Vieira. So, I just think overall, decision-making and Graham Potter being absolutely out of his depth at the top level, and I don't think... It was just never going to work. I, and guys, you can, I can hold my hand up, but it's not me being cocky. I categorically said at the start of the season, when, he, when Graham Potter got appointed, he's never going to work. He's never had any experience handling pressure. He's mm. never going to work. And uh, my point's been proven right. And we've sacked him way too late. Um, and now we've got a manager coming in who we're going to speak about in a bit. But it's just been a shambles. It's been a terrible season. Yeah, I, I agree. It was... I've always rated pot. No, I live near Brighton, um, in Hastings area, and I love. I've grown up near that area, like Eastbourne, Hailsham, that Sussex area, and and he's he's loved in Brighton for what he did there. But I think it was the wrong choice. I think I think I've said it before. I think if it wasn't done, 
if he didn't take that job, I think he would have got Southgate would have lost lost the England job, and he would have got the England job, and I think that would have suited him better than the Chelsea job. It just didn't look like a role that fitted him at all. But what annoys start. me though, Johnny, as well, right? People also say, well, Graham Potter's showing if he gets time. But it's like, yeah, but there's a difference between get... and time. Time doesn't exist at the big clubs anyway. Because end of the day, you can go eight games winless. And by the way, his stats at Brighton were, were not the best either. Like he, he did go winless in a few games at Brighton. Mm. But he wasn't under pressure because with all due respect to Brighton. He loved the one one draw, but that's but, like normal for Brighton. Yeah, yeah, but the thing the thing with expectations of Brighton, they're not expected to go and win every trophy, trophy possible. But with Chelsea, it's like if you go two games winless, it's a crisis. Um, yeah, it's never going to work. Yeah, I agree. I think I think it's similar to David Moyes at United. That yeah. he was always out of his depth. He was always going to be out of his depth. From the start. You know what? I would liken it to, right? Nathan Jones. And Even though Nathan Jones was in the championship, uh, yeah, I would liken it to him. I would say he came in with all the, the hype, if you will, and he's just crumbled. And I think it was kind of, I would say it's similar to that. And I think I'd get the David Moyes because they're a big club and Chelsea, Man United, big clubs. But I think you got the, you got, David Moyes didn't, I mean, I know David Moyes when you you know he took over for after Man United won the league, but you got you finished in a respectively position in terms of it wasn't a disaster, but it wasn't good. We're in a disaster, I mean, mate. We're eleven. I mean, people need to give like Sir Alec a lot more credit on that because that team on paper, if you saw it, wasn't exactly the top of the league winning team. No. That's that uh, Sir Alex turned it into that season. The other no, one was like vampires. Yeah. The rest were like going on, like <laughs> yeah, near the end of their rubs. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So, uh, what do you think on that boom? I might. I've been on both sides of this for the fact that, in our other Chris, we did watch alongs together covering, like the Dortmund Chelsea game, and I, I had to listen to a rant from other Chris on how much. He didn't like Potter and wanted Potter gone. And then on podcast here, I have Jono praising <laughs> and Chris going like, so I've been very much on the neutral side of both of these things. Yeah. I I thought it was it was too soon of a jump for Graham Potter to go up to a big club like Chelsea. Yeah, he, that was the problem with uh, I think David Moyes was too quick of a jump to that. I think yeah. the you got to wait before you jump. Yeah, and as much as we praise what he did at Brighton, they have improved since he left. <laughs> yeah, they have. Graham, you know, you know why? Because Graham Potter didn't know that he had an eighteen-year-old Irishman that would actually mm-hmm. could score goals and solve his problem of not scoring goals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but honestly, the Serbi has improved that mm. Brighton team. From a very good team, of a good team to a very good team, uh, the second half of the season. Um, what do you think on that, Chris? Who's that, Zerbi? Yeah, yeah. I think this is my other thing as well because I see some Chelsea fans on Twitter, etc., mention his name to be the next manager. This is this is where I this is where I lose that my head be because I just, I just think it's it's just like if we're not learned a lesson, look. 
this is my whole thing about, for example, Thomas Frank gets argued to be the next whatever manager. I think this is proof that top clubs, uh, Chelsea, Man United, uh, Liverpool, City, you know, just because they might be doing it at a lower level club and they might be exceeding the expectations and they might be beating a big six side now and again, it just proves that they need to take the step up, learn your trade, jump up, and then let's see. But I just they, eat, they eat into the media hype. Like Potter was overly hyped by the media for like mm-hmm. for like yeah, that result where he beat where he beat United two one at the start of the season. Oh great! I look at great. I you think know, you, know what gets, you know what guys. I mean, I don't like to judge on stats, but he lost more games than he won it uh, than he won at Brighton, right? Now, for me, I think it was a thirty-one percent win record. Now, for me, if that was a manager that wasn't English, the media wouldn't be jumping on it. But you oh, know, an English bias, English bias comes into it. I just think that deserve You look at the job they've done. They're in the FA Cup semi-final. They could potentially win the FA Cup, and I think that deserve is a better manager than Potter. But he isn't talked about. Just because this my thing. Just because he's a better mm. manager doesn't mean I want him. Man, oh, they, they need to stick away from He needs to stay up, right? I, I'm not I, saying they I, need to go I to think, Chelsea at all. But I'm I just think saying the problem with England improved. is that you have very lit for England, they have very little world class managers at this exactly. level. That they, that, they put, that, they, that they put a decent manager on a higher pedestal. Yeah. Like, look how great this man is when it's just like, let him get up there. He's not there yet. Come on. Yeah, exactly. I, I agree. There's no. There's, there's, I would say, there's no world class England managers, and that's why that like you've got good managers, but no world class England managers, and I think that's why it, the media hype up these coaches who are just not there yet. Because um, they, they want their own one rather than you see like all these successful managers come from like other countries like Scotland, France, yeah. Germany, Spain, Spain. Germany, yeah. yeah. And the next question we have, what's the job? Well, yeah, we've, we've kind of uh, covered that already, so I won't uh, go into that. We said the job was too big for him. But are Chelsea going to still be sack, a sacking club under Todd, uh, Todd Bowley? I mean, he well, says no, but I'm just based on... Todd Bowley keeps saying it's a different... Re- Potter for like years kept saying, I know what you're saying, that I'm going to be sacked, but... It's a new regime. I've been told it's a new structure. It's not the same. But yet, two managers <laughs> in one system. To, to answer your question, Jono, right. Um, for me, the standards of Chelsea Football Club are still the same. And I, I couldn't really care what Todd Bowley has to say about it in terms of this project rubbish. Because, I'm sorry, Chelsea are not a project. Chelsea are ready-made. Chelsea are made now. To, to win and well as I say we only need a project. you've gotten the manager in every time that just bam won the league and then left bam won the league but, but in terms of years. in terms of it's still the same club and it's like yeah I know that I know they're not going to sack a manager every five months like Roman did I understand that but results talk and Chelsea fans will not put up with subpar performances and subpar rubbish that we've been enduring under Potter and six wins in 22, or six wins in 23 when he left, that's just unacceptable. Not just at no, a big club, but at any yeah. club. And no, for yeah. me, I don't really care what Todd Bowie's got to say, because at the end of the day, he needs to get this next appointment spot on, and the results yeah. talk. And for me, will we still be a sacking club? 
I reckon we will. That's the culture at Chelsea. That's what's made us so successful. You don't do it, you're out the door. Get a new one in. He doesn't do it, he's out the door. Get I've always said in. I would never believe Chelsea if they tell me, oh, you're, you, we, you're a long-term visionary. We'll stick with you. <laughs> never believe Chelsea if they're telling you we're on for a long-term project. They want success now. It's like It's like Watford telling you you're a... You've got a, you've got a project for two years. You don't you don't believe them. Exactly. <laughs> you, you, you know you hit you, you hit the ground running or you don't. Yeah, exactly. And um, uh, who is next for Chelsea? I will. Um, we we kind of know the answer to this short term. It does look like it will be Frank Lampard till the end of the season. Lampard coming back after just being sacked a few months back. From uh, Everton after actually being at Chelsea before that, avoiding relegation from Everton once and then practically. You know what makes me laugh, lads, as well. You know what makes me laugh. I've just seen there. That is going to happen. He's bringing back right Ashley Cole, Joe Edwards, etc. Right, guys. These uh, he's not he's not bringing Paul Clement, but he Paul Clement was with him at Everton, right? Like this is what baffles me because Ashley Cole, uh, Joe Edwards were at Chelsea before Lampard, and then left with Lampard to go to Everton. Now they're coming back, and now they're going to be leaving at the end of the season. It's just like, mm. it's just an absolute shambles. Uh, the next manager for me, I want Enrique. I think he's shown at the top level that he can do it. Yes, he's had trouble times at Celta Vigo and Roma, but he's shown with egos and quality that he can deliver. Nagelsmann, there's pros and cons for both. Nagelsmann, pros... He'd done it with Hoffenheim, taking them near relegation to the top four. Done it with Leipzig, getting to a Champions League semi-final. Going with Bayern, keeping up the league success. 100% record this season in the Champions League. But my big issue with Nagelsmann is he's going to be walking in a dressing room and he's not even the oldest person in it. Thiago Silva's older than Nagelsmann. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to make a joke. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, if, you've you got, if you've got players older than you, come on. What's that? Yeah. But we are going to have Lampard's like interviews back where he goes like, uh, uh, he's just going to say something positive. But no, seriously, we're in a lot of trouble. And um, where he usually he usually makes a joke and then laughs. He goes like, but no, seriously, I'm, it's a very tough. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, I'm uh, look Lampard. Right? This is my issue as well. I love Lampard. Right, club legend, one of the best players at Chelsea, if not the best. Right, but for me. People need to differentiate the difference between a great player and a good manager. Lampard's not a good manager. Look, I appreciate when he came in under a transfer ban and he got Champions League football. Say, I, think, I think he doesn't get the applauds he does for that season. Where I agree. Can, and he I used agree. all the young players. He doesn't. Um, and I think he, if he was only, if they gave him that year as a con- like a test, test your manager skills, and that that is your test to build your career. You haven't got a transfer ban. What can you do with this squad of players that could have built his career? But because they extended that, and then it, but, it got back. But same that, John. Same that. Even look, even when he got sacked, he deserved to be sacked. I agree with oh, the yeah. sacking, right? Because I can. I'm not sentimental like that. Because end of the day, he's here as a manager, not a player. And I agree with the sacking. Even when he got sacked, we were still top of the Champions League group undefeated Tuchel come and takes over and that builds the progress for Tuchel to then win the Champions League based on basically yeah. Tuchel being a better manager obviously but I think with Lampard 
I, I appreciate what you've done. I appreciate what you've done under the transfer ban, but I just think I don't oh, think you just... win that Champions League though if some of those youngsters don't get pulled through by Frank Lampard. Well, let's see. I think I don't think. I think if Lampard was there, we wouldn't have won it. I think we, the only the reason we won it was because Tuchel knew what he was doing and obviously came in and done it. And as for look, as for now, lads, I said that the behind the behind the the scenes, I said, look, if we if we Look, if we really wanted to take a step forward in this moment, we could get an Enrique. We could get an Agusman. I know their excuses will be they want to wait till the summer. We could easily get them now. I just think it's okay. sidesteps now. I know it's only temporary, but it's just like, what? It's just, you know, go get the man. The, 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 danger, the danger always with temporary is the fact that, as United, we appointed Ollie as temporary, and that suddenly became. Not temporary. No, that's not that. This is definitely temporary, mate. It's been uh, with, with, with Todd Bowley. I wouldn't put it past him to suddenly change. It's his not. Mind. No, it's definitely gonna... not. I think he's look. End of day with the whole Potter thing. He knows that he cannot make any more mistakes in terms of managers. He needs to get this one spot on. And I'm saying, if he employs Lampard after. I don't know, let's just say he wins eight out of the next nine or he wins seven out of the next nine and he beats Real Madrid and he wins the Champions League. I'm sorry, I still wouldn't want him as a full-time manager because it's not taking the step forward. Roberto Di Matteo won the Champions League and got sacked after winning a Champions League in the FA Cup. Just, you know what I mean? It's it's mad. Do Do you think he's done it? Because obviously... Todd Bowley's had a lot of sticks since he came in, and he was just a powerhouse at the start. He was trying to make all the decisions himself. He didn't. He sacked everyone in charge of the transfers and to start taking stuff. He was his mental start, but and no one understood what he's doing, like sacking your whole recruitment team, who's been so good for so many years. I, I would say the Chelsea recruitment team for the last decade has been up there with the best, and um, and he just came in, ripped it all apart, but. And just did it himself till he has eventually brought some people in. But um, do we think he's trying to appease fans? Because you're not going to boo your greatest ever player. Yeah, of course. So he's putting someone in there that... But but the thing is, Joe John as well. And the reason I say it's also... T- yeah, I think it is a, a fact of... Well, I think that Bruno Salter, who was the interim manager for, a, for a, one game... I don't think he wants to be there. I mean, I'm looking at his interviews. He's acting as if Graham Porter's been run over. You know, he's acting as if Graham Porter's died. It's like the guy's just been sacked. Like, come on, let's relax ourselves. In terms of, he's, in terms of ne- that, that I don't even understand what he got. That one guy, he's never picked the first eleven. I know it's just the way it is. It's just the planning, as I say. And to say on Boom's point, the reason why I'll say it's temporary is because we've got football people there, and the football people there obviously to make the decisions. And as for Favell. He's obviously pushing for Nagelsmann. Enrique's came over for interviews today. There's going to be more talks in the coming weeks between Enrique and Nagelsmann, Nagelsmann and Enrique. It's between those two and the football people will make the decision. Uh, thank goodness. Thank goodness football people are making the decision and not Bowley. Because for me, his decisions... Look, for that's me, what, that's I what I'm saying. Bowley would do it, so hopefully the football people are making the decisions. But the thing is, the thing is, with, with look, the thing is with Bowley, right? He's done everything right apart from the manager, and this is why he needs to stop picking the manager. And this is why the football Favell from uh, Leipzig is there in Salzburg. I think he was at as well. 
um, Lynn Stanley, Paul Stewart, uh, other people as well. So, you know, they'll be making the decisions and as and they'll be putting the people forward. The owners obviously offer the contract in place and stuff. So for me, I think that, you know, that's why Lampard will be temporary. But cool. Um, bring on Real Madrid. I wanted a proper um, manager in there, but bring on Real Madrid. Who Real Madrid who are winning 4-0 against Barcelona at this current moment. 4-0? They're winning 4-0 in the second leg thanks to a hat-trick by Kareem Benzema in the second half. Wow. Well, it was just one minute. I, I thought it was, you know, 1-0 about half an hour ago. Yeah, it was at half-time, 1-0, but now it's 4-0 because Benzema scored three in the second half. Fair play. Fair enough. Anyway. Uh, Newcastle are winning 4-0 against West Ham, so potential. Maybe David Moyes back on the sack merry-go-round soon. Yeah, he's gone, I think. Yeah. So, uh, thanks for coming on, Chris. Uh, uh, especially jumping on last minute. We really appreciate it. Hopefully see you on here soon. Where can we find you? Yeah, so my Twitter is Warren. Chelsea underscore. I need to actually double check that, but I think it is that. That's my out on Twitter. Yeah, thanks for having me, lads. It's been a good debut. Good to jump in last minute. Quite ironic because I'm a Chelsea fan and Lampard seems to be jumping in last minute, so it's good to kind of do that. But yeah, it's been a pleasure. Hopefully, we'll be on more streams and um, yeah, hopefully, Chelsea season next season is far better than this season. Yep. Um... I wish you all the best for the end of the season. And uh, Boom, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me at CrazyBoom, double underscore on both Twitter and Twitch, and BoomPool on YouTube and here for most podcasts and watch-alongs when they come back. Yep. And you can find me at Jono.TV on Twitter. On a lot of Twitter, uh, on a lot of uh, Twitter spaces at the moment, especially with the takeover of United, I've been on the Twitter spaces, which it's been a Nice change. And you can also find me at the Football Nation podcast. Um, We've been the Football Nation, your home of all things football. Good night. Sports Social Podcast Network.